Good morning. What financial questions, real answers? This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner with Lindsay Wealth Management. Today is Friday, October 13th, 2023. If you do have a question or topic that you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. We will be more than happy to get your question or topic on the show. There has been so much that has happened since uh, the show last week, so we will try to dive in here. I know usually we start off with the markets. We'll, we'll try to get there. Some other things that I wanted to point out, sort of forgot last Friday. The markets were open on Monday, but the bond market was not open on Monday. So that's what happens on Columbus Day. It's one of those weird ones. Um, but the markets were open. The bond market wasn't. The bond market opened on Tuesday. However, with all of that being said, there was a whole bunch of data that got dumped out this week. And so we wanted to make sure you understood that. For all you... I don't even know if we're allowed to call you senior citizens anymore, but we'll call you people taking Social Security. The cost of living adjustment for 2024, big drum roll here for you. It's going up 3.2%. So that milk that cost you 10% more, it's going to cost you a lot more because you're only going to get a 3.2% increase on your Social Security benefits starting in 2024. Again, with Social Security benefits, if you have held out and are not getting that or are not... Uh, taking your benefits, your primary insurance amount, then the 3.2% increase will be added to whatever the projection is that you would have. Uh, so everyone gets that, whether you're taking it, whether whether or not, uh, even if you've uh, not, not claimed it. So just so you're aware, but yeah. The, and the way that that works, it's based on the prior three months. Uh, I believe it's uh, July, August, and September is how they come up with that calculation. Uh, to be able to get that, but that is 3.2% uh, is all it will be uh, for next year, even though that we continue to have inflation going on. So that's one of the main things I want to talk about there. Other uh, reports that came out this week, uh, I think there's a fire report yesterday. However, I didn't look at that. Uh, CPI uh, actually came out. A little hotter than expected. Uh, the month over month was uh, was at point four percent, and they were expecting point three percent. So nothing really new here. Coming in slightly hotter than expected. Of course, they all want to poo-poo it, and they all want to say, "Well, it's housing and the rentals," because the housing's you know got dropped out in the '80s or whenever. Well, the thing is. It's still important because people are still trying to find housing. So even if it is uh, a big percentage of where uh, the cost of living adjust or uh, the CPI uh, continues to come out, then that's just something that people need to understand that uh, the higher for longer camp, uh, which I have been in for a while, if you've listened to this show, is continuing on. Um, people think there's going to be rate cuts next year. I, I will I will reiterate the facts for you and not an opinion. The only time the Fed cuts has always been when we're already in a recession and things are already tanking. So that is the fact. Now, everyone thinks for whatever reason, oh, the Fed's going to cut rates and the markets are going to go higher. 
they cut rates when the market's already tanking. We haven't tanked yet uh, at this point in time, but could we? I, I mean, the question is, sure we could. Do I know? No, I don't know. Remember, there is always more unknown than known information out there, and no one knows exactly what is going to happen. I will say that in November, it stayed, uh, because that's the next Fed meeting, so you understand when I say November. The next Fed meeting is in November, then there's a Fed meeting in December. Those are the last two of the year. However, the percentage basically went down, stayed even for November, that there will not be a rate, rate hike. However, uh, for December, it actually creeped up a little bit uh, that there will be. I don't think it really matters at this point in time. I mean, we still got a, another month until that happens. But um, the inflation game is going to be very hard on them because it appears to me that the gold is basically bottomed. Oil, now this is the hard part for people to believe. Oil should be going down right now. And it should go down in, into the mid-70s, and we'll get in there in a little bit. And people are like, well, how's that? We, we got another war going on, this, that. This, again, is what we call noise. Noise. There's Everyone wants there to be a reason for something to happen rather than just saying it's simple charting that's sort of going on here. Yeah, but the, the Saudis said they're going to pump more oil. They'll tell you anything that you want to hear when it comes to oil because the Saudis are rule the roost when it comes to OPEC. So, you know, oil should be down in, into mid-November. That's what should happen. We'll see if it happens or not. Now, again, anything can happen when you have war possibilities, other things taking place, but the odds are that it is down in there. I'm sure I've seen it reflected the gas pump too. So these are some of the things that are, that are going on there. Then you also had the um, PPI, which is the producer's price index uh, th that came out. And, and with that, um, it, it actually came in a little bit hotter than expected as well. So that was a little bit, uh, usually the CPI seems to come out before the PPI, just depends on what happens there. But the producer price index was up 0.5% in September. Uh, and basically on gasoline, food cost uh, pushed producer prices up. And excluding food, energy, and trade prices rose 0.2%. And the year over year was increased, was up 2.2%, while the core was up 2.8%. Again, they take out food and energy for the core. Really sweet of them to do that. Uh, so all these matrix that are so-called watching inflation, people will poo-poo them. Well, it's got this. Well, bottom line is they've been up two months in a row. Uh, so that's sort of telling you that inflation is there. And this is where the Fed gets really concerned about these kind of things whenever they uh, are starting to see some of these numbers that they're looking at. Don't forget, too, that uh, at this point in time, we still don't have a Speaker of the House. Uh, so a little hard to get legislation things done when you don't have that there. Uh, so that's, that's problematic. Uh, we've also had um, terrorist bombings that took place uh, over in Israel. So now, you know, that's when you have a terrorist group called Hamas that takes over the Palestinian, I don't know, I guess you can't call it a state, but the Palestinian territory. Um, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, you, you kidnap their people and you kill them. Israel's going to come in there and basically do the same. Um, it's just another proxy war that is taking place uh, with American dollars. We don't have American troops there yet, but it's American ammo. It's American dollars. 
you have the you have the front with Russia, with Ukraine, which wouldn't be supported without American dollars. And more than likely, and we'll see, I mean, what what's the odds of getting the third front and China going in there invading Taiwan? I mean, these are all sort of the parameters. And if you all see the, the no matter which way you uh, sort of look at this, uh, it all basically has to do with Russia, China uh, going this route. Uh, you can throw in North Korea, too. And Iran against everyone else. I mean, that's sort of how this is sort of playing. Uh, and, of course, you also have the geopolitical dynamics of the Middle East, which is they've been fighting for thousands of years. They'll still be fighting thousands of years from now. I don't think it's really going to matter. Uh, war is just absolutely stupid. Uh, unfortunately, we have people that try to do things, so we do at least have the wonderful people in our country that do volunteer to serve at this point in time. Uh, and protect us because, I mean, heck, who knows? Could be coming in here. We just allow people to cross the border whenever they want. So um, all this being said, there is just some dynamics out here that are making the markets. Uh, and the market's actually been pretty stable with all this. To me, it's not surprising. I'm sure to some people it is. But I think it has uh, really done a, a very good job of keeping the stability uh, that it has had. And so that so that is very good uh, situation at this point in time um, f for everyone. At, at least the markets have been stable. Part of that just has to do with uh, where we actually are now. With all that being said, there are some other things that are about ready to happen here um, that, that's going to have a bigger impact on, on what is taking place. Meaning, as we continue to see this, we, we are sort of in no man's land zone here on the S&P 500. It could go up. It could go down. There's no way of knowing. Uh, there are certain parameters here that we are looking for to try to figure out exactly which way it is, is going to try to go. However, that has not been uh, confirmed in one way, shape, or form or the other. So that is making things a little bit more problematic uh, on, on trying to figure that out. Uh, what should happen here over the next five days, we're, we're over, uh, overbought by two days. Uh, the CPI number came out yesterday. Usually the reversal happens within a day or two of the CPI coming out. So that's one thing that we're going to be paying close attention to uh, with the S&P 500. However, with that being said, you're going to have the S&P 500, it looks like, go down. Now, we're, we're going to have to, to watch and see if it actually uh, does get below some of these uh, numbers that were out here before, um, really got to be watching closely around 4207 and see if it does get through that uh, for the new low. If that happens, then, then you start looking at some of the other numbers uh, going back to 4195, it's uh, 4145, some of those in there and just see where it actually does stop. It should be pushing up against the 200-day moving average as well. So all this is taking place at this point in time. We do need to go to a short break. When we come back, we're going to address more of these markets. As always, if you do have a question or topic you'd like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Financial questions, real answer right back after this short break. Save money and time by shopping with TOC Direct Mail. It comes to your mailbox every week and includes great buys on what you need and what you want. Look for TOC Direct in your mailbox this week. 
Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers to Show Star with Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, uh, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Before going to break there, we were talking uh, about what is actually happening in the market at this point in time. Uh, The Weekly is trying to make an uptick here. Um, at least on a momentum stand front. However, the pattern suggests down. Again, when you're in a mixed situation like that, you're almost always better off going with the pattern. Um, doesn't mean that it will happen, but I would expect us to be down for, for three to four days uh, in a high. The S&P 500, again, SPX, you cannot buy or sell directly into that. And again, anything we talk about on the show is not a recommendation. Uh, it's just sort of telling you positions. You need to talk with your financial advisor to know positions that you should be taking or not in these kind of markets or if you're out there doing this doing this on your own. There was a, a gap trying to be filled at uh, all the way up to 4402 on the S&P 500. However, that had not been filled. So we will see if that uh, if that does get filled. I don't think it will here. Again, should go down four to five days. The big question is, will it get below that uh, 42.16 is the exact number on that. Uh, if it does that, um, you know, that, that's going to give more pressure to the downside. If not, then I would look for the move upward because um, the weekly biased, and I said this, I think, on last week's show, is you should be sideways up for three to five weeks. Uh, so that's... That's why when I already start to see it turn prematurely on the weekly or what I perceive is that way, that that possibly could happen. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is overbought on a daily basis. The weekly uh, trying trying to um, move up out of there. We will see if it will or it won't. The Russell 2000 daily is overbought. The weekly trying to move out of oversold. The NASDAQ overbought on the daily. The weekly it has already moved out of oversold. Uh, so it's run a little bit ahead there on, on the weekly. Everything else is the same. Let's do, let's get on this. This is great. Um, treasuries. Let's look at the 30-year. Um, on the 30-year. More than likely what did happen was, if I can get the date right here, on... It was. It was last Friday. Last Friday, more than likely, was not only a week a daily, but a weekly, more than likely a monthly low that did happen in treasuries. Now, I say that with a slight hesitation because this could come up here and make one more move down. Could. And especially if they do raise interest rates, that's what it would sort of imply. But and, and when we're talking again about the price of a 30-year, the price has been going down because the yield has been going up. It's starting to tell you that yield should try to be starting to come down, and that means the price would be going up uh, because people, again, want the, the better-paying bonds. We will see, but I would say that more than likely that is the situation. However, on a daily basis, it is overbought and should be going down. The weekly is just coming out of oversold uh, and, and should be moving upward. But just to give you an example, uh, and that is, as we're looking at that 30-year, it is all the way down, hovering right around 113 at its high uh, back in March 
March 20th, 2020, it was all the way up to, it, got, well, it hit 200 on, to the penny and then, then retreated. So it has come down quite a bit. Um, it's a position where if you're, I'm not a big fan of bonds, but if you're going to be someone that's trying to play them for a trade, which means should be going up is, is would be the expectation. And even if they do hit a new low, as long as you hold them, hold them for some time, you, you should make money there. I mean, it's just the odds on um, with where the market currently is at this point in time. Uh, looking at the euro dollar, the euro dollar is overbought at this point in time on a daily basis. The weekly is moving out of oversold. The dollar is in the exact opposite position. It is uh, oversold on a daily basis, and the weekly is starting to move out of overbought. Uh, we will see how, how this continues down. That may have been the high in the dollar for not only the day and the week, but possibly a monthly high. Uh, that there could be another formation off of here. Uh, as I was telling you, I, I had it around 110. Uh, so if if you do the if you do the math here the way that I do it, that could still it, it went up about seven. Uh, we'll call it uh, six. It went up about six dollars. I have a 105. It, it went from 90. Well, yeah, let's just say it, it, it went up. That's sorry, that's a close. Let's just say it went up five. If this thing pulls back down to about $3 and it goes up another five, it gets you to eight. That would be a completed correction there if it, if it hasn't already corrected. So it's one of those where you don't know if it's the, the dollars topped out or the euro has bottomed yet, but they are going in the exact opposite position, which is exactly how they should be moving under these current circumstances. Oil. The oil situation, um, again, we don't see oil bottoming until later on in October, or excuse me, November. Mid-November is when we see that happening. It looks like we have a nice strong leg down. We started a wave up. The interesting part here, um, going talking about um, West Texas Intermediary here, as long as the charting goes back, which is about 60 years of tracking this, over that time period, there's been 53 times that there has been gaps in the chart. Now, there was a gap up off the low that did take place uh, last Friday, and it gapped up on Monday. Well, that gap up was basically because of what's going on over there in the Middle East. This is what we say. The noise will move it a day. Well, there's a big gap there. People are like, oh, it's going to go to the moon. I'm like, more than likely that gap's going to get filled because you know what? 53 out of 53 times is pretty good odds it's going to get filled. Well, guess what? It's already been filled. Uh, and that happened on Wednesday of this week, filled that gap. Um, again, should be, uh, should be down for about four to five days is where we would expect oil at this point in time. The weekly is approaching over... Well, it's going to be it's going to be down for at least another two or three weeks. Would be more than likely what's going to happen on oil at a minimum, uh, and it, it, could, it could take longer than that uh, to play out. So just just do keep that in mind when it does come to the oil. Uh, looking at some of these other markets here, gold, gold is in a position here to have completed a bottom. It doesn't mean that it has, but I would say that the odds are that even though the momentums are telling me that it should be down for another week or two, 
watching this enough, I've seen the indicators to say more than likely that a bottom is in there. Uh, so you want to play that accordingly is what I would say. The silver gives a little different uh, situation, which, which means at this point in time with silver, as we look at it, silver on a daily basis is overbought but on the weekly it's still in the um it still could go down a little here even though it got to the place that we want so we're really wanting it to hold here we especially want it to hold above uh 2037 is the key price as long as it doesn't get below that here which it probably isn't going to because uh you got to wait next week because once you get through next week you got five you're gonna have four to five days down as long as that holds there then i would say you're going to be in pretty good shape uh and that that should signal that uh, gold and silver are in a position to move up and probably move up and i don't think that's just a weekly i think that's a monthly low that we're currently in there uh, when it does come to that bitcoin daily basis uh has been going down it's getting ready to be, it is actually it's oversold already on a daily the weekly is moving out of overbought basically got up that 27,000 I talked about last week it started to move down I think it's going to go well below 25 would be what we at least do estimate there that is going to happen on Bitcoin as always if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show we would love to hear from you 812-316-2079 you follow us on Facebook or Twitter send us an email info at lindsaywealth.com financial questions real answer right back after this short break have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you'd like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Uh, moving on with some of these other markets out here, let's get on to the soybeans. Um, again, I didn't get to look at that uh, farm report yesterday, but... What I can tell you, at least with my eyes, it seems like harvesting is going quite well. Uh, I would say we're probably ahead of schedule with the amount of rain or lack there of rain that we have had. I know it's supposed to rain today, later on today. Um, probably why you've seen all these prices continue to go down, which is normal in into harvest season. Uh, the daily's mixed on the soybeans, uh, and that's on a continuous contract. The The weekly is still oversold by nine weeks at some point in time you're going to find a bottom here in soybeans i just don't know how far down that's actually going to be but i'm hoping next week that i can actually say yes it's it's actually up on on the week because i don't know i mean especially with soybeans i don't think i've ever seen zero and zero it usually has even a point zero one or something on there so this is about as oversold as it can possibly get on a weekly basis doesn't mean it can't continue uh but at least from a momentum standpoint we can't get any lower than that uh looking at corn corn's in a different position corn is downwards on a daily basis probably for another day or two and then the the weekly is 
approaching overbought uh, at this point in time, uh, which usually mean sideways down for three to five weeks uh, coming up here soon on it. Uh, just hanging right right in there around that below five dollars, four eighty ish range is seems to be where we where we're range bound uh, with that. Looking at corn on December contract. Um, gosh, it's it really is. Well, I guess we're there. I, I forgot. It, that is the current contract now. I don't wonder it's the same numbers. Apologize about that. Um, the natural gas, natural gas has been soaring higher. It is overbought at this point in time. It, it's basically having a blow off top here. It's gone from 270 all the way up to 340. Uh, that is a heck of a move here uh, in very short time period, less than two weeks, uh, making a big move here right before uh, winter. Uh, it is actually over overbought at this point in time should be coming down that should be a wave high four i would expect it to go below two dollars eventually is what i would that might take take some time but that's what i would would expect uh, to have happen there um well uh volatility index let's take a little look at that the volatility index sort of bottom there at the end of september september 15th was the lowest date that we have on it uh, gapped up, got all the way up to 20. Now it's back down to 16. Um, I would say we're, we're due for some volatility to take place here would be the, the best guess, uh, based on what we do see on, on that as well. So keep that in mind. Uh, one of the stocks that was sent in was Apple, uh, Apple at this point in time, should be down on a daily basis the weekly acts like it should be up uh, sort of indecided there on that one if you're asking on a daily uh, too hard to tell exactly what's happening there Exxon Mobil Exxon Mobil uh, hit a high September 28th and it has come down got up all the way to one 119.98, so almost 120. It's moved down to 106. Uh, daily actually has it up, should be up for another two to three days. Uh, the weekly has the momentum, should be down though for another two to three weeks. Um, probably makes sense with the way that oil oil prices are. ExxonMobil too, they, they had a um, they had a merger here a couple days ago, so that's probably why that one got sent in. So we want to just uh, make sure you understand um, there's some movement there with them buying Pioneer. Uh, that was going to be a I'm going off the top of my head here, so I apologize about this. But uh, basically, it was going to be converted to Exxon. Exxon was buying them uh, with Exxon stock is how that was going to work. It was not not a cash deal. It was uh, it was for stock. So. Um, we, we will see uh, how, how that continues to, to, to play out for them uh, on, on that front. Uh, some of the other things, getting much harder, um, doesn't matter whether it's cars or airplanes, these parts getting harder and harder today. They were talking about that. The reason I started start to bring that up too is um, Ford went on strike yesterday at one of the plants um, in Kentucky. That's where they make the F1, I think they make the F-150, it's one of the Fs. F-150 down there, which is the most profitable truck, it's the most profitable line that they have running. They've gone on strike there. 
Uh, we have the healthcare strikers. We have the people out in Hollywood on strike. Uh, you're just seeing more and more of this. Again, we're, we have a looming government shutdown again. I believe the date's November 17th. Uh, and we don't have a Speaker of the House, and we have uh, some turmoil going on around the world. So all these add up for a little bit of uncertainty would be the number one thing I, I would uh, I would say at this point in time. However, uh, I guess today start we start earnings season. We're heading into earnings season. We will see with the multiples, and especially if they're going to give forward guidance on what is going to happen here in the future, be very interesting to see how these first couple weeks are with the banks, especially with the way the interest rates have risen on them. Uh, and how that is going to affect uh, something uh, along with the the loans that are going on. So just be well aware of that uh, as we do head in here and, and be volatile week uh, or a couple of weeks would be the uh, the expectation. And at some point in time, we should get some clarity on what's going on here with the market because we're definitely in no man's land at this point in time. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. This is Darwin Lindsay for Financial Questions, Real Answers. We'll see you next week.